And along with me, my famous co-host, Dr. Angel Falzona. You know you're famous. You know. I don't know about all well, that. Well, you have but... quite a following. You're famous. What can I say? All right. PhD, licensed mental health counselor. And I know I said those in the wrong order. <laughs> licensed mental health counselor and PhD plus two master's degrees and everything else you have going. So today's the birthday of your youngest son. I know. Today I am officially a mom of all adult children. He turned 18 today, 18. Spencer. That is amazing. Yeah, three I know. boys. You know, there, there needs to be like some kind of like, I don't know, parental graduation or something? Is you this think? is a new oh, phase? Like, okay. I don't know. I'm just teasing. Just wait till the grandkids come. That's the new phase. <laughs> There's the new phase. <laughs> I can wait a little bit for you that. Can't, okay, that's good. That's good. All right. We're excited to be here tonight. We always are. We love doing this show. We're five and a half years into it now. And uh, we start a series six weeks ago tonight. Um, six weeks ago. Yes, we did. Because this is part six. We've never had a series go this long, Tommy. Never. Uh, But it has to be because we are trying to be as relevant as we can on the show always, but especially now. And some of you are joining us on Facebook, and that's the camera for Facebook. They're not, because Facebook is not letting us in right now. So they're not on Facebook right now. I'm trying to get that going for us. Oh, my. Okay, but YouTube, we are on YouTube Live right now. So if you're tuning into the radio station, TantalkNetwork.com, you can actually... Um, go to uh, youtube.com slash tantalkradio slash live and we'll be there also. So we're trying to get into Facebook right now. We'll see what's going on. Anyway, welcome to part six of coping with the COVID calamity. And uh, that's what we've been stressing this whole time. Dr. Angel is coping, how to cope. And why would we need to cope anyway? Why don't we just let this all happen? And, and we, you know, whatever happens, happens. Well, because um, it's real stuff happening right now, and it's been a long time, and it's going to be a lot longer of a time as we continue to face new challenges. It feels like, you know, we had that kind of a little break in there where things kind of leveled off for us for a little bit, and we had like that new normal to kind of get used to, Right. and now we're back in that change phase again. Yeah, we are because we, yes, we kind of were used to not going out much, not doing much, not going to restaurants and all that thing. And now things are going to start changing. Uh, I want to ask you, audience, a question tonight. Um, How are you doing? How are you doing with this? How are you coping? I look right at the camera. How are you doing? You know, how are, how do you think you are handling this? Because tonight in part six, we're going to talk about some emotional fallout. Yes. About what we're all going through and about what the next few weeks might, how that, those might affect us in different ways. True. Because there is emotional fallout. You want to describe that and uh, talk about what that might be for some of our listeners or for all of us, actually. Well, I mean, the emotional fallout, it happens when, I mean, you can't go through this type of a stressor and it not impact us emotionally. Exactly. First it has to. Yeah. And then, you know, to add all the unique dynamics that this situation has caused us, it, it's the perfect storm for an emotional fallout of feeling right. anxious, depressed, angry, you know, lonely, frustrated, like there's... I can probably make you a list a mile long of all the emotions, you know, the fear, um, all of it that people are experiencing. And sometimes there might experience 20, 30, 40 of those in the same day. And it's a roller (laughs) coaster. It is. Tommy, just for your information, we cannot seem to get on Facebook. So I don't know if you're having trouble over there, too. You are? Okay. Yes, we seem to be having a little internet trouble. Uh, Interruption. Uh, Okay. Okay. 
I was just checking your YouTube and uh, it's reconnecting or something. I'm going to reboot it. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm doing right. with Facebook, too. Okay, that sounds good. So we'll go on with the show, but hopefully some people will be able to catch up with us here pretty soon. Um, so I think that all of us are facing these, these, what a lot of people call the new normal, which it changes all the time. So how can it be the new normal? That's exactly the problem. Like, we need to normalize life, right? Like, our brain Why? needs that. Why do we need that? And we've talked about that. That's kind of like, we need that predictability. We need that yes. security. Our right. brain needs to kind of know what's going to happen next so we can kind of prepare our emotions and prepare ourselves, right? But things are changing. So <laughs> this change, I think, is even starting to impact people at a greater length than the original changes did. Okay. Why do you think that? And why is it so important that we have some predictability? We touched on that last week, but we never really delved into it that much. No internet connection is what it's saying in here, Tommy. Okay. We're working on it, folks. Anyway, um, why? What's what do you what is the reason that we need this predictability? Well, predictability is kind of our brain our brain can relax and when there's something predictable, like it doesn't have to work as hard to kind of like problem solve and figure it all out. And so when we have predictability, we we aren't using as much as that mental energy to kind okay. of get through the day. Like we kind of know what's coming next. Our brain can so kind of So we just put, kind of go into autopilot in It can a way. put some things on autopilot, absolutely, which helps us to utilize that energy for things that are, we need to use that energy so for. So let's say you worked in a in an office setting where you were in a bullpen or whatever, and you had those same friends you saw every day. You had the coffee break time. You had the, I've never had that. So I'm just, <laughs> I know I see this on TV. It's just not something I've ever experienced being self-employed all my life. Sure. Uh, but... You know, people that work in that situation, they they have a real sense of predictability, don't they? Each Absolutely. Day. You know, and, and most of the time through life there, you know, we have a lot of things that are fairly predictable for ourselves. Right. You know, we kind of get in our routines a little bit. Sure. And, and also, although life throws us little curveballs here or there, for the most part, most things are fairly predictable and we can handle those things that are not. Right now, there isn't anything predictable. Right. So like everything takes so much more mental and emotional effort. Oh, it does. It does. And by not knowing what's coming next or how we're going to phase into this or phase into that, um, it's that uncertainty that really upsets a lot of people, don't you think? Well, yes, there's uncertainty. Um the confusion. Confusion. Um, About what? Well, what's happening? When is it happening? What is it looking like? <laughs> what does it, it mean? Like? You know, and so I know here in Florida, the governor came and made their announcement. He made his announcement Wednesday night of how the phase one opening plan, which is supposed to start Monday, what, what it should look like, except it was very vague. Okay. It was very long and vague. I don't know if you listened to it. Oh, I did not. But I the only part I'm interested in is the beaches. So <laughs> I heard that those open on Monday. You will that's, have your beach on Monday. Yeah, that's the only thing I was interested but, in. And it was. And so that left so many questions. And then there's like certain counties that aren't participating in this because they were excluded. Like, so there's so much uncertainty. And then everyone, the big question, I was on a question answer forum today. And the big question is, well, when's phase two coming in? What is phase two? And like right. people are needing to know like what's gonna happen. Like are they gonna be told on a Friday that you're gonna be in the office Monday? And like now they're opening yeah. retail to twenty five percent. So now each store has decisions to make and, and get to their staff. Well, their staff may have children still at home schooling. Sure. That's and like a problem. this is leaving a lot of uncertainty and frustration because some of these staff may have to make that decision between having an employment and being a parent. And that would be a, a really rough decision. Horrible decision. To I, have I can't to make. imagine that. So what about the restaurants? That was the other thing I'm interested uh, in. 25% capacity. Oh, 25%. For those that choose to participate, For those right? who choose to participate. So that's another big unknown. Correct. Absolutely. Because not everybody is going to participate no. in this, especially if they can only have, say, a hundred fifty guests, and they normally have two hundred or whatever. Sure. I mean, twenty five percent is a very low very capacity low number, rate, and yeah. there's a lot of changes that they have to make. And for some of them, it may not be economically advantage, right. you know, advantageous to do so. So, right. It, yeah, there's a lot of unknowns. Yeah. Oh. So that's that's very hard. Um, so 
how are we coping and how are you coping, dear audience member, with this whole set of unknowns? I mean, what it does for a lot of people, I think, is make them very nervous. Is oh, that yeah. correct? Nervous, anxious. Anxious, yes. yes. Because there's because there's not that predictability, right? So, right. like, we don't know, like, what anything is looking like. And even, like, you know, we've talked about this several times, but those just things you have to do every day to survive, like getting groceries, like, sure. you know, the frustration of one-way aisles. I had that experience I have not yesterday. been in Publix yet. I'm going to try that tomorrow. But it's all one way, right? So I had literally 30-minute lunch break yesterday, and I needed to go get the ingredients for my son's birthday dinner tonight. So I'm right. like, yeah, I can do this in 30 minutes, right? It's not that much. Yeah, one-way aisles are so stinking frustrating. It took twice as long, and then they didn't even have some of the things I needed. Right. And then they packaged the meat in such small packages that it would take three packages of meat just to make one dinner for my family. And they're like, oh, well, wow. we have a limit of two. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I don't have another time did you, did that you I can get go. three? I talked her into letting me have three. I'm like, this is for one meal for one family for one dinner. Like, right. They were very small packages. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was really. So our consumer goods are getting stretched somewhat, are they not? Very much Things so. are getting, yes. And besides just the normal things that we've been all looking for, like water and toilet paper and all that stuff. Yeah, now it's just like everything. And everything, so, yeah. like, just, you know, I'm trying to make meals and some of your ingredients aren't available. Like, that's frustrating for and for especially for people who you know are maybe cooking at home a lot for the first time in their life and don't have like a lot of recipes stored up and or know sure. how to modify things quickly while you're shopping like that can really be frustrating yeah so that's one area of frustration just the food consumption and all of that right absolutely it is um i think one of the things that i hear people talking about we still don't have internet okay Okay. One of the things I hear people talking about is just the whole concept of what is safe to do and what is not. Oh, yes. Okay. You want to amplify on that? Because oh, it, yes. that goes across many platforms in mm. our lives as far as safety, right? Yes. Safe to drive down the street. We know that. Whatever. So, well, right now we have um, two very divided people I feel like fit on one of either of these sides and they're very passionate about which side they fit on and so there's the group of people who believe yeah it's safe to start opening things up and you know going in a public or going to the beach and then there's this whole group of others that are like absolutely not and they're putting everyone at risk and like they feel like it's life and death and so they're very passionate as well and so we have this huge divide happening i think we do i i hear it on tv from time to time Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, and then you have people, you know, they're like, well, if you don't feel like it's safe to go to the beach, for for example, the beach has been a very passionate argument here, then don't go. But they're like, wait a minute, you go to the beach and you get exposed and I go to the grocery store and you're there, like, you could still be, you know. So, like, people have a lot of fear both ways. It's fear. And also, if you do go to the beach, which I will be doing, I will, be I will not be sitting beside anybody. Right. Either will I. So we're going to have to continue to exercise social distancing. And I believe that people will adhere to that. I don't believe people are going to come like they do down here. Just come and put their chair right beside you when there's like 25 feet there where nobody is. But they want to sit right by you and you don't even know them. With their loud radio. I can't see I know. And they're 15 children. Yeah. That kind of stuff happens here. But I think because we are all beginning to get conditioned to this social distancing six foot thing. I don't think that's going to be a huge problem, my, my I, personal opinion. I don't opinion. think so in some degree, but then there's kind of this group of people who've just had it. <laughs> that's true, too. They have had it with They've the isolation. It. They have yeah. had it with the loneliness, right. and they're done. They're done. They yeah. are literally done. Yeah. And they're like, this is not working for me. Right. And so they're trying as hard as they can to live life normal. Yeah. And including, you know, gatherings with you know having parties at their house with the friends and family because they can't stand isolation anymore Mm -hmm. because it's playing havoc on their mental and emotional health and when you say that i want you to describe that more how it plays havoc on our emotional health because a lot of people don't even realize that they are that things trigger them 
you know, they just know they feel this. Right, they feel right? it. But they're not sure why they're feeling that. They're just feeling cooped up, or we can all understand that because we've all been living indoors, right? Sure. But, um, you know, th- there's just that that uh, that strange confusion, I think, that a lot of people have over what they're feeling. Not about what they're hearing on the radio or TV, sure. but what they're feeling on the inside. That's what I want you to address. Well, you know, and that and that can be very confusing because, first of all, you know, we're not used to stopping and having this much time to kind of, like, reflect into our lives. Like, a lot of people oh, yeah, have some right. quality downtime. You call it what you want. And so they just, they're feeling, like, pressure. They're feeling tense. They're feeling, they're I'm hearing more headaches, more neck aches, more back aches, more muscle strain. I'm hearing the uh, those are symptoms of that stress exactly. and what it's doing to you. It's you're it's holding you tighter. And don't you think a lot of times stress is not something that you can really measure? You just know that you're feeling agitated, or you're feeling right. uptight, or you're feeling like. Uh, you feeling you know, like weight is on you, yeah, or, you're feeling or you pressed. just want to yell or yes. or something. That's you. But yeah, I mean, all the time, all the time. But you you, you just want to let it out somehow, right? Yes. I think I I believe that observing your behavior that there are. A, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm teasing. You. You're fine. Uh, we gotta have fun. <laughs> we still have no no internet. We oh have my to gosh. have a little bit of fun. So we're recording enough for a co- podcast, right? So at least we'll have that, and we'll have that up tonight. So that's good. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm teasing you, but because you're not that way. But for the people that are that way, talk to us. Help us. Help them. Wow. So help yourself. <laughs> help, help myself. You're so funny. Um, okay. Well, you know, you got to get that stress out. You like you right. can't sit and internalize it. And right. so you have to be able to talk about it. You have to have ways to cope with it. And you have to be able to cope with it within the limitations that we have, which make it more challenging to kind of cope with that everyday stress, especially when you're kind of cooped in your house and have very limit, you know, limitations of what you can and can't do. That's okay. Um, And so, but most of us aren't talking about it. Most of us. Ah, good point. Good point. Go back, go over that, because I believe most people don't have a conversation like we're doing right now about this. Not at all. It's not talked about. We're not talking about it. Just enduring it. Enduring, yes. We're kind of stuffing it down and figuring out how to survive through it. Yeah. And so we've kind of gone on the survival mode right now, Mm -hmm. but we have all these feelings and worries and frustrations and depressions and isolations and like loneliness and all that's going on inside of us. Mm -hmm. We're just stuffing. And so we are all kind of like time bombs, you know, so little things, you know, your kid spills the milk and like you're ticked and you're screaming and you're yelling or you know just right. little yes, things little like things can set you off set you off right? right like you see somebody get too close to you in the grocery store and you start screaming at them like we talked about that last we week did. but that is happening it's happening and it's happening more more and more people um, think they are the police of the grocery but that's just an outward sign of an inward condition right and so if that's where you are, we have to have those conversations and we need to be able to talk about how I'm feeling because mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. Um, because we all are having different feelings and different experiences. So let me ask you a professional question, Dr. Dr. Falzoni. So if somebody is really feeling very pent up and like they don't even know what's bothering them, they should Go to somebody for some emotional support. Absolutely, they need friend, it. a spouse, anybody, a child, a relative, a therapist. Absolutely, we Why? need to have those emotional support people, right? Um, because we are stronger together. I mean, that was the hashtag I was putting on tonight's show. We're stronger together because we need each other mm-hmm. and. Other people can help, first of all, get it out of us. It's that toxic stuff that when we stuff it down, it just it just roams in there like a poison and mm-hmm. it continues to mess with our emotions. So getting it out and purging what we're feeling, putting some words to that can help us. Yeah. But other people can also give us a perspective or just knowing someone else is hearing you, like knowing you're 
being hurt. There's like right. power in that. Sure. So there's a lot of great things that happen. And, you know, our kids are struggling and they're not talking about it and they're just behaving. You know, I've had more phone calls from parents this week than I've had since this whole thing started. Wow. So we're at the parent explosion week, I feel like. like <laughs> the kids are done. Dr. Angel has a parent explosion <laughs> week happening. It is. And like, they're not even understanding it. And the homes, you know, and a lot of people have have, I believe, started turning off the TV. Like, yeah. I don't feel like they're getting so much of that toxic media drama happening. Yeah. But now we're not talking about it. So we're just kind of surviving in it and trying to push through. And we don't even know where we're pushing through to. So there is real danger in just plodding through it and not trying to talk about how it's affecting us. That's what I hear you saying. Yes, yes. And that's where it's hurting our mental and emotional health. It's going to hurt our relationships. It's hurting our energy. We're feeling way more fatigued. And part of that is because we don't have predictability. Right. And don't you think a lot of people are probably not sleeping very well because they're kind of on edge and... Well, we're on edge. We're worried. Yeah. We're trying to solve a bunch of problems like how am I going to fix this or how am I going to get that or how would I go back to work and have my kid at homeschooling? Like the, all these things are going through their head all night long. Like right. the brain is trying to solve it for you, except we don't have good solutions a lot of the time. Well, right now we don't have good solutions. And that's what we're going to talk about here in the second half of the show, because uh, when one state or one governor says this, or one official in your county says this that goes against what the governor in your state says, and then there's a federal thing. And and when you put it all together, I believe there really is a lot of confusion. Oh, yes. People are so confused right now. Yeah. And so we need to talk about that. And um, we were talking about how how this whole thing is affecting people emotionally. And we're going to talk more about that right after this break. So don't go anywhere. Sorry that we are still having Internet issues. Uh, we're still down, right? So we will, if, the, if any of you are listening live, you'll be able to hear this on podcast. Um, and we will put that on Facebook tonight to go to podcast, won't we? We'll be able yes. to to make that happen here tonight. So anyway, we're glad you're with us on Go Yard. We'll be right back. Listen. Professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network.
Takes a little time to what? Get your feet back on the ground. Wow. And that's where we all are, which is why yes, I picked that song. Yes, or to get our internet back right takes a little time. Yeah. You just chopped it off right there. I know. That's all right. That's okay. That's all right. If you get a, if you get the internet up, let us know. Well, you know what? That's just it. This is uh, <laughs> us having to learn to be super flexible right now. Well, but we like doing that. We, we yeah, sure do. Yeah, because this show is always just kind of winging it. We used to call them winging specials, and they all became wing it specials. They have all become that lately. I mean, I mean, yeah, really, because for the most part, we just kind of talk through what we're living and what we're feeling. Right that's now, what yes. the show especially is all about, right especially now. right now. But, you know, we're bringing up the internet. That's a great thing because um, I, so many people are having internet trouble all the time. All the time. Because so many people are using the internet everybody's right on now. It. So, Even two-year-olds. Yes, they are. And like, <laughs> So can't that's go to another frustrating. Just go, yes. to, go to internet. Yes. I can't tell you how many of my conferences, <laughs> like, you, all of a sudden they start going robotic and you can right. hear, like, every fourth word. Yeah. Like, yes. It's yeah, frustrating. It's, it's all the time. It's all the time. Okay. So last, in the first part of the show, if you missed it, go back and listen to it. Uh, where do you go for emotional support and why do you need it? Well, you go to those people who bring you support in your life. And so if that's your spouse, if it's a friend, if it's a family member, if it's a colleague. um, What if you're one of these out there in radio land that has no spouse or the spouse they have doesn't ever talk and, you know, it's just quiet, quiet, quiet. Or um, they really don't. They're just really isolated in this world because I believe there's a lot of people like that. And I believe this COVID thing is making that problem worse. That's my opinion. You can give me whether or not you agree or not. And if you disagree. Oh, I started to give you a threat. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You saw that coming. You saw that coming. I know. I agree. A lot of people are feeling really isolated. So you're right. People who do not have strong support systems or healthy support systems. Like they're even feeling it more right now because where do they reach out? How how do they talk about it? Who do they talk about it with? Um, You know, where's the hope? Where you know those are really important factors. Yeah, and Facebook is not the answer for that because what what you see on Facebook are sometimes rosy pictures of people's life in the middle of this crisis, right? True. Um, Or you just see political stuff that you don't want to see. So. Right. You, yes. I mean, that's not a support medium, especially right now. Um, you need that human contact. If yeah. it's a phone call, yes. if it's human contact, you know, a video call, if right. it's or going in, sitting in a therapist's office right now. And you know, it's funny because I was on a call this week with many of my colleagues who are therapists, and not one of them is seeing office patients. Really? And this was oh, 25 therapists that have private practice. And you're practice. still doing that? And I it's just was one the on only one. one in the group that really? had my office still open for people to come in to see. Wow. And you do also do video telehealth. I do. but I What's also, your percentage? Um, my percentage right now is about 60-40. 60 coming to the office, about 40% really? telehealth. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. And did they try to give you a hard time for still seeing patients? Oh, they thought, like, I can't believe you're doing that. And I'm like, I don't see how you people Aren't. need to have. Right. I don't get it. Like, yeah. so, you know, we need to be able to come into the office. Like, mental health is really important. And so, well, and it's a one-on-one. It's, it's, there's no other people around in your office. Right. And I always... And I do not schedule like office people back to back, so it'll be like office telehealth. Like so, there's that spacing so, so I can wipe stuff other, down. Right. Nobody in the waiting. Right, I've been very careful, but yes. I, it's important to have that office open because I'm some people's only human contact every week. Yeah, and boy, that's yeah, that's hard. To, yes, yeah, that's scary. and like, how do they get through? Well, thank God that they you know are getting that help and you know coming into therapy because that isolation could be too much for them. Well, absolutely. I'm going to give you Dr. Angel's phone number, 727-501-6557, if you'd want to schedule an appointment, or you could actually go to drangelsdevelopment.com and schedule right there, 727-501-6557. You're, you are sliding scale, but you also take HSA. And FSA. Correct. And FSA, uh, yeah accounts medical accounts okay um so let's go back to this question who do you go to for emotional support where do you go or do you you're saying a lot of people are not there i'm yes i believe a lot of people are not which is why we're they're feeling that extra pent up like i can almost tell when i talk to somebody 
who's been talking about it and who hasn't. Oh, really? Oh, yes. You can just see. You can see the tension on them when they're not. You, you, They carry it more. When somebody has that support person in their life, like they come in and they've kind of gotten rid of the garbage part of it, and now we're kind of processing solutions in therapy. Right. But when they don't have that person, like they're just dumping the garbage. Wow. So how do you know that you need a some emotional support? How does a person, well, an audience member out there know that they need to find somebody to talk to? Okay, so if you're breathing, you need emotional support. <laughs> I'm just saying. Seriously, really? That We're was humans. interesting. We're made for connection. Yeah, we are. We are made for connection. So, yeah. yeah, if you're breathing, you need emotional support right now. Okay. Or you always need emotional support, but you really need emotional support right now. Okay. Okay, so for the person who says, I don't even know what I'm feeling, what do you say? I say, you're in a, a boat with a lot of people, and it's okay not to be able to put words to it. Right. It's kind of unpacking. You know, you ever gone on vacation, you know, when you go on vacation, all your clothes, like, I'm a geek, so all my clothes are like in packing cubes by the type of clothes, and it's so organized. And on my trip uh, home, like, <laughs> yes, you're I trying know. to get all your souvenirs in your clothes, and they're dirty, so they're like all thrown in that suitcase, and you come home and it's just this hot mess right right kind of that's you i don't do that but <laughs> no because yeah. you wash your clothes probably bring i home do clean. i do wash them and bring them home clean every single time well when i cruise i do because they do my laundry for me but, but yes i'd rather come home with clean clothes i agree with you but sometimes you yeah. have to come home well, with we'll a hot go. mess right well that's kind of where we are emotionally <laughs> okay we have I won't this. forget that example now yeah, <laughs> we have this suitcase that's kind of all thrown in together. Right, we try to fit too much into it. Yeah, and we sat on it to zip it up to make sure it was going to close. You are describing my suitcase when I came back from Mexico in in February. Okay. It, it was so full, dirty clothes on the top little bin because I don't you know had laundry done once while I was there. So yeah, so dirty clothes there, and yeah, and inside souvenirs, and yeah. And I did have to sit on it. And it was yes. hard trying to get it closed and got to the airport and they opened it. Oh, gosh. And um, it was like scary stuff. Like put and back at your own said, risk. They, yeah, they said, oh, yeah, we have to go through your suitcase. And I'm going, at your own peril. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know. I've had to sit on a many suitcases in my day coming home from vacation. And so that's kind of where we are emotionally. But let me tell you the good thing that happened. What? Because right before I got to the airport, I was in the Uber, and it was like 5 o'clock in the morning going to the airport in Puebla, Mexico. And I realized I really needed some Advil. And I don't take it that often, but I just felt like I, just felt like I had a headache. I just wanted some Advil. But I had no idea what it was, of course. <sighs> And so when they, this lady, very nice, is going through all my stuff, taking everything out, I said in Spanish to her, if you find some Advil, I really need it because I have a headache. And she goes, let me look for it. She found it. Oh, yeah. So, hey, that was a good well, thing. So you had some help I with had all some, that baggage. I did. That's the, that's the metaphor here. It is the metaphor. Unplanned, of course, like everything else on this show. But it, it works. It worked, and I got my Advil. And you got your Advil. I felt better. And you needed that help. And that's where a lot of us are. We're this overstuffed suitcase <laughs> of emotions <laughs> yeah, right we now. we are. We are. That is like about to burst at the seams. Right. And yeah, sometimes we need to find that, that hope or that, that yeah. you know, perspective. And it's buried in all of that somewhere. Yep. And that's where your support comes in. Okay, so I want to ask you another question. What are some warning signs for our listeners when they know that they're getting to that point that they really need some emotional support, that they've gone too long without talking to anybody, seeing anybody, staying in their little house in their four walls? How did they, what are some warning signs and they know that they're in trouble? Ooh, wow, there can be a lot of warning signs. Okay, so let's give us, give us of uh, 15 of the top. Okay, <laughs> so if you are sleeping too much. Ah, yes. I've Huge heard people that sign. say that they're sleeping most of the day, on and off most of the day. Not good. How they sleep at night is beyond me. But yeah. Well, and that's what happens when we get depressed. Like right. we, we sleep too much. Um, if you are feeling hopeless, mm -hmm. if you are feeling overwhelmed, yeah. if you are acting out in anger mm -hmm. and agitation towards people when you have interactions, if you just... Are trying if you're hibernating, I call it cocooning. If you're just yeah. shutting everything yeah. out right. and trying to pretend like it's not happening or you just want it to go away, like that's definitely a huge sign, I think. 
what about if you're crying at the drop of a hat crying, over nothing yep. that's that important? Absolutely. If you're you feeling spilled, that. You spilled your milk on the floor. And, and the emotions crying. are just right. going. But I've heard people say that they are overreacting and they know sure. they are. Yeah, right? that's that emotion that you stuff that's yeah. trying to get out of that suitcase that we have. Yes. Like, yeah, that's a great Looking sign. Looking for the Advil. Um, <laughs> and sometimes we say things we don't really mean to, yes. right? When we treat others in ways that we don't mean or we start just saying all kinds of spout and all kinds of things. We're not thinking about it. It's not our normal. Like, we're just kind of verbal diarrhea is kind of what I call it. But yeah. we're doing that. And, yeah. And we're not. Right. Um, because a big part of this, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think underneath all that is a lot of fear. Is oh, that yeah. correct? It's a lot of fear and uncertainty. Okay. Oh, yes. That's definitely one of those roots that we are all experiencing. Mm-hmm. And what danger is it to stay stuck in fear? What's wrong with that? Ooh, when we keep stuck in fear, we're keeping that limbic system of our brain activated. Explain that again, so, because some of our listeners may not have heard about that system in our brain. So that limbic system of our brain. Spell it's, that. Uh, this is not a spelling bee test. <laughs> this is Thursday night, so okay. I'm not spelling your limbic uh, system. But okay, all right, you are. Boy, you're testing tonight. Huh? Yeah, maybe I need to hey, talk to someone. Hey, this is one of these warning signs. You're fussy. You're fussy. Yeah, I'm yeah. tired. I've been okay. up since five thirty. All right, um, go ahead. No, our limbic system of our brain is that mid part. That's that emergency alarm right. part. That's that part of our brain that's there to help us survive when there's danger. Mm-hmm. And fear activates it. And so it's supposed to be activated for short periods of time. It kind of bypasses our brain from like thinking and making rational choices and emotions. It goes into instant response so that it can keep you alive. Like right. that's what it's there. However, when our fear systems have been activated now pretty much since mid-March, some a little earlier. Yes, yeah, six, with seven all weeks. These changes, yeah, yeah. It's not meant to be activated right. that long. And so... That's where we're seeing that fear. It's releasing too many of those stress hormones all over our body. We're seeing people gaining weight because stress hormones make you gain weight. We're seeing people who are now super comfort eating like junk, junk, junk. Yeah. They're letting their kids just have whatever they want. I was on a telehealth session with a family and it was in a morning session and the little girls eating a bag of chips and they had like no problem with that and this is not a family who would normally do that and i'm like okay interesting we're gonna back up a minute and let's you know help process through this and get us back on track but that's where i see a lot of people functioning right, right now yeah wow did they understand that that was probably not a Yes. Good dietary thing to start the we day with. Put a new plan in action and, and got a better plan of diet. But that's where people are just at this exhaustion. Well, this it's yeah, when mental. It, when we're this exhausted with this whole thing mentally and emotionally, then we just the 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 boundaries that we normally have in our lives seem to just crash down, right? Exactly. We, we just don't have the energy to enforce those for ourselves. Sure, we don't have the energy to keep up with it because it's taking so much mental, sustained mental effort just to get through every day. Right. Because everything is, there's no predictability. So there's, we're lost this automatic part of our brain to work for us. So like, and then things that we normally have may not be available. So people who had great, really great diets, and this is one of those families that they actually had really great healthy um, eating habits before all this, like they're just, they're done like they can't get what they need so it was get whatever we can find in the store and get out and you know and that's where a lot of people are i think that's true yeah you know people who were really great on an exercise routine well, oh my gosh i was going to the gym regularly <laughs> gosh i remember that morning when i thought maybe i shouldn't go today and that was the day they shut down all the gyms wow. and i mean it was like i'd just come back from texas and i thought i want to get to the gym get my shoes on and i think eh, maybe that's not too smart bam they're all closed you know that same day yeah but going to the gym that like helps our brain it to recover yes. it helps to get burn off those stress hormones right. it helps you know, to give us good, you know, right. um, releases in our brain that helps us handle stress. So we're losing, you know, and everyone's like, oh, you can go for walks or you can run and you can. And I don't, I don't want to dismiss that. I'm doing that now that. with my little dog, Macklin. Yeah. 
But for people it's not who the are, same, though, right. when you're working out on weights and stuff. Or you're engaged in, you know, great classes and there's a social sure. and an exercise component. Sure. And it's it's not the same for people. Yeah. And, and we're not sure when that will ever come back. No. Gyms. I mean, that's something that is <laughs> a germ haven, if you ask me, really. Well, yes. Yes, it has the potential to be that. For right? sure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, nothing against the gyms. It's just that there's a lot of people sweating and whatever. Yeah. Sure. A lot right. of fluids yeah. happen in the gym, I guess. <laughs> a lot of fluids happening. All right. That's kind of gross. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> uh, it's Thursday night. <laughs> it is, folks. We've had a long week. So, But it's, you know, we're laughing, but we're laughing just because, honestly, that's a release, too. It is. is Humor it not? is a release. Because if we can sit down, I've been trying to watch at least one uh, comedian per week on, like, I can never pronounce this guy's name from New York, but he's just great. Sebastian Mana something or other. Oh, my gosh. Hilarious comedian. But you sit down and you watch that for an hour and a half, and it you're just laughing all the way through, and that that helps. Yes, that's helps a me. great stress reliever. Yeah. Um, you're right. They're in, and we're it, losing doing a show with you. It makes me just laugh sometimes. Yeah, well, I'm pretty funny looking, <laughs> so I, I can see why. Well, it, <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously, we do need these stress reliefs. We've got to figure that out. Yes, we do. Stationary bike, whatever it is you have to do. Yes. You need to be doing something. I right? mean, I have one family who went and bought a punching bag and put it up in their backyard oh, that's for their a great kids. Idea. And it's been great. They can go out there and burn off some of that energy. That's excellent. They're having fun with it. And yeah. it's stress relieving. And yeah. Oh, that's like... You know, we've talked about this whole getting out of the box and getting creative, which is hard when you're stressed because creativity is hard to find when you're stressed. Yeah. And so that's why talking to support people is so important because they can give you that. Give you ideas. That perspective. Right. And the perspective and give, and cause you a lot of times to get out of that feeling sorry for yourself. I want you to talk about that a minute because I think a lot of people get stuck in a rut of woe is me. Nobody has it this bad. I don't have anybody to talk to or I have no place to go or I can't this. I can't that. You want to talk about that? Well, yeah, I just did. No, you just kind of did. But I will expand. Please do. A lot of times when people go through challenges in life, they tend to get very tunnel visioned about their challenges and Mm -hmm. believe their experience of that challenge is the worst experience. Right. They feel sorry for themselves. Right. And so I was saying it nicely. (laughs) Well, I think it's feeling sorry for yourself. They do. They they get very victimized by the right. situation. Yes, and you know, they are, there's an attention that you kind of get when you do that. Some, you know, and so right now we have people on these pity parties that are just going on for months. And the truth is, is we all have it really difficult. Like it is and yes, difficult. We acknowledge that degrees of difficulty. I yeah. will say that. I mean, I have. Uh, a, a good friend whose wife just had to have a surgery who he couldn't be there with her. And, oh. you know, and he doesn't know how she's doing and things have been a little rocky. And like, the, I couldn't imagine having a loved one going through that. And so, but, you know, he's been reaching out for support with his friends and his family and people, you know, through social media just to kind of help him stay encouraged and, you know, checking on her. They can only text and do video calls when she's able to. Like, so, there are degrees, but the wor- what you're experiencing is the worst you've experienced in a situation for yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we can only have tools for what we're going through at the worst we've gone through. And this is all a new experience. And I think it's important to cut each other slack yes. during these times because it's we can get so self-absorbed. Yes. And thinking nobody has it this bad or nobody understands what we're going through. And nobody cares. Did nobody call to check on me? How many people have you called to check on? Exactly. Phones dial both ways. Yeah. I have heard that one. You know, how many people are you checking on? What are you, you know, where's your compassion level? You know? Exactly. You know, and I've been challenging a lot of my patients to reach out and call one person a day. Mm -hmm. 
That's good. Yeah, because they need that communication. Yes, people we need, need that. that. And people, it works both ways. It's a given, it's a take, and it's, you know, and we need that connection right now. We, we definitely do. So that's something that you can do, right? Yes, it is. Um, I kinda, I've always kind of operated through life with a, uh, when I tend to get into fear or what if this happens, what if that, is I'll sometimes take it to, okay, what would be the worst case scenario if that happened? Okay. And the reason I do that sometimes is so that I re- convince myself, yeah, you can make it through that. So that's a worst case scenario and you'll be fine. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean because I tend to do that too a lot. And then if you're prepared, if you have the tools for this worst case, you can handle anything. Right. Any other outcome. And that's a good way of trying to plan for ourselves and to get through this. Um, I think another thing that's kind of starting to emerge is this inequality of liberties people have right now depending on where you live depends on what freedoms you're getting right now okay and so certain states are more open than other states and can enjoy more normalcy and less normalcy and there's jealousies when people get on social media and they see their friends in another state you know sitting at a restaurant and their restaurants aren't open are you know enjoying you know, normal shopping and their stores aren't open. And so we have this lack of balance happening. Mm, yeah, and I was I saw something recently about school kids, the ones who are coming from poorer homes, and how a lot of them don't have Internet at home. So how are they even doing their schoolwork? You know, I mean, and that inequality, Yes. you know, and how serious that really is and how that needs to be brought to the attention of, you know, I mean, schools are trying to to do everything online and some kids don't even have the Internet. And they do not have the Internet or they do not have a parent who can help with the work or. Right. So many, so many things, so many inequalities that can cause frustration. That causes a lot of frustration. And anger. And anger. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So some of our audience may be feeling anger that they're not even sure what they're angry about. Right. And at this point, it's been going on so long, they're just angry. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are really angry for all kinds of reasons. Yeah. Frustrated and angry and don't see an end in sight and when we don't see an end to something terrible it can cause a lot of frustration and a lot of depression i think sure because you know hope is such an antidote to you know getting through for a lot of us fi- finding that glimmer of hope and it can be challenging to find when we don't have definite anything definite to hang on to exactly and before i have you sum things up last week we kind of ended the show talking about suicide and i want to do that again today because this week um one the head emergency room doctor in one of the hospitals in new york city um contracted uh covid and of course had to stay home went to relatives to live for a while got better but she committed suicide last sunday and I don't know if you've seen her pictures on TV, but it, it is so beautiful woman, young woman. Um, and her father said he wanted her to be remembered as a hero. And I, and I can't I've just lost her name right now. But but most of you have heard about the situation. And so my point is this, that sometimes people that you least expect are struggling with severe depression and perhaps suicidal tendencies. Absolutely. And so if you suspect that in someone, get a hold of someone and say, I need you to intervene here, or I need you to talk to this person or whatever. And I'm going to give you the national suicide number again tonight. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, you can simply dial 211 and they'll connect you. But national suicide number is 1-800-273-8255. I'll give that to you one more time, and then I'll let you sum up. 1-800-273-8255. Yes, and, you know, this is a time we need to be reaching out for help, and a lot of us will need help. And it doesn't matter who you are. There is nobody who is exempt from these feelings that are happening. We, exactly. You know, I think a lot of times people feel like reaching out for help is a sign of weakness. It's not. It's a sign of strength Yeah. because we all need help from time to time, and this is a time where – 
it's been going on a long time and there's a lot of stressors happening and yeah we do need an extra hand and that isolation just adds to those stressors for us and so you know we're in this together we're we're going to get through together but we need to be relying on each other right now we need to be reaching out and checking on the people in our lives and we need to you know talk about what we're going through if that's with your loved ones your spouse family friends and letting them talk and vent and being open to maybe new ideas or mm-hmm. a different perspective or trying something a different way um, having some of that flexibility I think is really important and I'd like to suggest that our audience if there are some of you and because we're not on Facebook tonight and YouTube uh, that's going to be a maybe a lot of people will not have heard this, but we'll try to collect some data this week. Some ideas of what people can do, uh, maybe in reaching out with a greeting card, something, some ideas or things to do to engage people, even though you can't be together in a setting. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things people yes, can do. There is a lot. And of so things. we need to be thinking about that. Maybe we can kind of get some suggestions this week and. Sure. And talk about that. What can we do to help get through? And we'll kind of give that, a little, you know, some attention next week. I think that would be a great idea to give people ideas. And, you know, take a deep breath. It's it's going to be okay. We're taking this one day at a time. Don't Try not to let your thoughts get too far ahead of you. Try to stay in the moment. You know, when we're staying in the moment, that anxiety can't wrap around us too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one great thing to do before you're going to bed is just kind of dump everything you're thinking in your brain and let your brain rest a little bit. Exactly. You'll get a better quality sleep. And, you know, just little things like that can really make a difference right now. And because I'm a pastor and we both feel very strongly about our spiritual lives, we encourage you to reach out to God and Absolutely. to others that can help. Um, we have a show on Sunday afternoon, every Sunday, 3 o'clock, right here on TantalkNetwork.com. Uh, for two hours, all about God and how to cope, practical Christian living. Uh, we welcome you to join us living the good life every Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock right here. Uh, final thought, and we got a minute or so, about a minute. So you have one more thought. Do you have another thought in that head? I have lots of thoughts in this head. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I want to give a, just a great big birthday shout-out to my 18-year-old Spencer Bosco. That's right. He's a sweetheart. We love Spence. So happy birthday, Spencer. You're an amazing young man, and we're proud of you. You really are. Very much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, this whole series now, this has been part six, and probably, well, we don't know when it's going to ever end. <laughs> we have no idea when it's going to end. We're taking it one day at a time. Uh, yes. Thank you, Tommy, our amazing engineer, for trying to get it back on the Internet. We have no idea what's going on. So we will see you next week right here, same place, same time, 6 p.m. And next week we are going to be doing a show with Gene, who comes on yes, right after us. Yes, I'm excited. Us. We're excited about that. So, Check it out um, and the appointment uh, opportunity hour. So we're looking forward to that with Gene next week, right after the show. So we'll be here a little longer next week. Dr. Angel, who are you? I'm Dr. Angel. (laughs) And I'm Mama Max. See you next week. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.